War at 33 to 3rd podcast. I'm Adam Barrow. I'm Benjamin Richardson. And today, we're going to be discussing Bjork's 2001 effort, Vespertine. Bjork is an Icelandic singer, songwriter, and producer. Uh, she's had a very long four-year career decade in music, which started at a very young age of 11, and she was kind of like a musical prodigy in an alternative rock band called The Sugar Cubes, which I'm assuming are from Iceland. Mm-hmm. And she's been a star since. Yeah. Yeah, really long career. Um, you've been to Iceland, which is kind of interesting. I have. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty big there, and one of their biggest, probably, I mean, probably their biggest yeah, export yeah, like, to um, the not, UK and the States. Sure, right. Like, when when you go in record stores there, there's, of course, like, tons of Bjork. Um, mm-hmm. got, I got Post on CD there, which is my nice. first Bjork album I listened to. Yeah, very nice. Um, And I believe, like, I saw some kind of sign or memorial or whatever that said, like, this is Bjork's, like, childhood home or something like that in Reykjavik. (laughs) You know, very small city. And I'm pretty sure I saw that. I I, I think I have a picture of that. Very cool. But on that note, like, a lot of her music, it seems to be inspired by Icelandic, like, landscapes. I think she said that. And especially in, like, like albums like Homogenic that really comes through. Mm -hmm. But today is about Vespertine. Yeah. Vespertine, the cover... Um, has her in the swan dress, which is another thing that she's pretty famous for. She wore. My mom told me about this. I mean, I was like, I was like, I may not have even been born when this happened, but she, like, she wore the swan dress to an American awards show, and people got like in a fuss about it because it wasn't like the traditional style. Um, right. The swan. I mean, the swan dress is literally a swan. Like it's a. It's like a, a swan head. Right. I mean, shows you like kind of silly looking, but. Bjork's very unique. It's kind of her thing. Right. Yeah, Bjork never been one to shy away from the unorthodox. Absolutely not. And, of course, that reflects in her eccentric music, so... Yeah. And the the biggest component... We'll go and get that out of the way. The biggest component of her eccentric music is her very, very unique voice. Yeah. Yeah, Bjork is just famous for being an incredible singer that has an incredibly unique style of, like, phrasing her, her melodies... And on top of her accent, makes her voice very yeah. distinguishable. All gives uh, like, like her, her just like sometimes odd pronunciations of English words. Um, I mean, because it's all in English. It's not in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her music is in English. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she just like sometimes, not, not even necessarily odd, but sometimes just different pronunciations of things. Um, different emphasis on syllables. Right. Um, and she kind of gives it all a very off kilter feel. Right, and so there's no mistaking, you know, Bjork. Yeah, and, I mean, just the voice itself, I mean, just the amount of different things she can do with it. I mean, she can go, like, so high, so powerful. Yeah, she has a crazy range, tons of power, tons of projection. Yeah. She has it all, like, can get growly, can get breathy, can get, you know, warm. She has it all, really. Yeah, pretty incredible voice. I mean, probably my favorite, maybe, at the very least, one of my favorite singers. Yeah, yeah, definitely an amazing vocalist. So yeah, we're getting that out of the way now because otherwise you will hear be, us saying yeah, a lot. We, we'll be we'll be a little repetitive if we just say this with every track, which it is true for every track. For every track that the the beautiful you know melodies that Bjork is singing is what the star of the show in most of her songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we I guess we can go ahead and jump right into it with the first song, which is "Hidden Place." Right, and what a fitting like opener title. It's just Bjork is taking you to her hidden place almost with this track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this whole album, and we'll get this out of the way too. It has very, uh, I'd say, consistent instrumentation, kind of similar yeah, it image. It has a style. 
and it's um it's like this blending of electronic sounds with live instruments yeah which is unlike anything like i've seen it, yeah, I mean, you, you can't tell what's what's digital and what's real mm -hmm. in this album yeah i read that with the rise of like napster and file downloading mm -hmm. for music like just like consuming music digitally sure she wanted to use more natural instruments that wouldn't get degraded in like like lower quality file formats like wow. it was, it was in, like it's intentional in that manner which is kind of interesting to me right that's cool good bjork trying to make it easy experience for the listener <laughs> um also something to note about the album that we should get out of the way is uh thematically it's all fairly similar talking about bjork's love relationship with matthew barney who is an artist and sculptor mm -hmm. um so a lot of the themes are talking about her love for this guy and you know just life in general being yeah. in love a lot, a lot of very very intimate themes um which we'll discuss, but yeah. some of them very intimate. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's, it's all very again focused on the more intimate elements of it. Bjork's sure. never like vulgar or gross or anything on this. You know what I mean? And it's, it's all tasteful. Yeah, so. yeah, tasteful, tasteful, uh, buried in metaphor, <laughs> typically. So there you go. That's I guess that's the line to make it artful. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back to Hidden Place. What do you think about this? As yeah, I love Hidden Place. The so, kind of the, to me, what I've noticed, kind of the formula here, and this gives it a very, like, almost, like, cold and alien feel while simultaneously being, like, really pretty. Mm -hmm. um, she kind of uses, like, really, like, untraditional percussion. Like, it'll be kind of, like, skittery. Sometimes sounds a little, like, electronic. Right. It's um, always, like, electronic percussion that's, like, unstable and wobbly. Uh-huh. And there's, like, there's, like, a, I don't even know, it's, like, like keys or bass or something like yeah it almost sounds like um this song is kind of based off of a like a sample uh -huh. just so it's it riffing over like and over again bit. yeah like a loop mm -hmm. it's yeah. like some kind of loop um right. and that, that that's kind of like an like an electronic like unnatural feel to it's it it's slightly glitchy like how it repeats yeah and then the the uneven. rest and then the rest of the instrumentation is like like big like strings and like chorus like like singing right right so like consistently throughout this album what i've noticed is that there's lots of string arrangement lots of chorus like you know like choir of people yeah, yeah. uh lots of harp mm -hmm. and, and then lots of electronic like beats and yeah. bass and that juxtaposition um i mean obviously like like choir and strings and harp and everything very beautiful sounds but you, paired you, with glitchy sounds yeah and yeah and then you kind of make that juxtaposition gives it a very like alien feel combined with that that beauty which is just a really cool right thing throughout um and that like that electronic sound like the loop and the like the beat i guess you could call it mm -hmm. um kind of like i don't know if you notice this but to me they kind of like escalate in volume and density as you as she goes from chorus to chorus right and it kind of or not verse to verse and it makes those choruses where the all like the big swells of strings and choir come in makes mm -hmm. them feel even bigger like in succession when they keep coming exactly i love that like a lot of these songs they just have a, an explosive chorus mm -hmm. like a low-key verse and then it'll have an explosive chorus and then the verse following that chorus will have a little, a little bit more louder, going yeah, on yeah. and then the second chorus will be even bigger than the the first one yeah def definitely a builder for sure bjork likes to do that right which i think is cool i love it yeah i love bjork bjork is one of my favorite artists <laughs> i forgot to mention absolutely yeah, hidden place really cool. Like soaring is probably the best way. Like it feels like you're like being lifted up by these huge swells of 
exactly. strings and choir on the chorus. You're getting taken to the hidden place. Absolutely. <laughs> That's and like you said, it's kind of like like Bjork's taking you into like this like alien world of sound. And, on the album and that's something I, I love Bjork for is that it's like each album like especially like like Homogenic and Vespertine and Medulla and that sort of stuff it's like you're just in Bjork's world for that you know mm-hmm. hour yeah I mean hidden, hidden Place with like how personal the lyrical content is too is right kind of plays in Def- definitely a great tone setter for exactly. the rest of it the next song is Cocoon. called Cocoon so, like we said, this one's definitely. I mean, uh, it's it's explicit. It's pretty clearly about sex, right? Um, which uh, we don't need to get into too much. But to me, it's really cool. The song itself is super low key, right? Um, starts off with a. I think it's a a super uh, bassy electric piano. I, I can't really tell what it is, but laying down these really sensual chords that are very murky. Yeah, and it's all yeah. It's all just like it's all like super soft and like quiet and low key, and like the the instrumentation is real, like the percussion is really soft as well. I I'd say on this track the percussion like it kind of tickles my ear. Yeah, this one it's, it it has like a very unique timbre to it. I can't explain it, and I think it pairs really well with the the breathy vocals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, recorded super close to the mic sounds yeah. as yeah, if Bjork her singing's very quiet. Yeah, and and this one it's almost as if Bjork is like in your ear do you yeah. know what i mean it, yeah, it, as weird bit. as it sounds it sounds like bjork is singing this to you it's, yeah, it's so, very intimate yeah so just like really really great use of like sound um contributing to meaning which i think is just something right. really cool that like she, she does really well here and this song is probably one of my favorite on the album even though it's very yeah. it's graphic i guess but it, it's so delicate and so intimate that it's not gross it's it's kind of beautiful yeah. I'd, I'd wear i'd say yeah. jork does a good job yeah it gives me goosebumps when I hear yeah that I, mean, I mean especially when you contrast it with hidden place which comes before it and it's not up to you um which comes after it her, a little bit more upbeat yeah i mean her vocal performance as well i mean just for her to go loud like like big like big yeah to go to a high key like, and like then quiet. to a low key yeah. song it's it's impressive really dem- like just like going from track one to two really demonstrates her vocal range Right, absolutely. So, like I said, the next track is "It's Not Up to You." That's my favorite song on here. Yeah, and that's a good pick. Yeah, um, th- this one reminds me of Hidden Place and like with the uh, the explosive choruses, I guess. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. It's, it's somewhat similar. Um, and, and, and like we said, this one's more a more general like feeling of unfulfillment. Right, you're just kind of saying like I, I not everything is in your control, sort of. Yeah, yeah. You know, like one line's like seven phone calls, but it's not up to you. You know what I mean? That yeah. sort of thing. Um, yeah, I love that pre-chorus that you were talking about, where she kind of like the music kind of like slows down and mm-hmm. like just kind of fa- like kind of fades away a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like if you leave it alone, it might just happen anyway. And then it comes in super loud, and then boom, it's not up to you, and like this huge explosion. Yeah. And it's like the chorus is kind of dancey. Yeah, yeah. Like it gets this little bouncy vibe. Yeah, you get like more more traditional percussion coming in. A little bit on the hmm. on the chorus gives it more like dun dun dun, um, and I love how she says like it's not up to you. Oh, it never really was. It never really was. But those those lines are not like like those lines bleed together. Like it's it's it never really was comes in like I'm pretty sure it's a different like vocal track. Like she's not singing those 
live like one after another if it makes sense sure yeah yeah bjork does and a lot it, of vocal layering yeah but like the layering like it comes in just like the way she pronounces the words her emphasis like it comes in super off kilter hmm. and it's like catches your ear yeah exactly i, I really enjoy that yeah, yeah I, that's, I, that's I love this the biggest i love reason. this uh this track and then like uh some of the verses they have like these these string like pizzicato hits mm-hmm. yeah and, there's all kinds of like and just string swells stuff. All kinds of like weird little things thrown in here in between the choruses and the verses. Right, like, like something I wrote down in particular. Um, after like one of the explosive choruses, when she says, "and it will it will tremble ever so nicely," I don't know if you remember that moment, but it's like this huge crescendo and decrescendo just out of nowhere in one of the verses, and then mm. it just goes right back to like the low key verse. She's like tremble. Like all these strings get huge, and then it just oh goes yes, and it's yes. only for like a second. Yes, you, you would you would have thought it was the chorus. Yeah, she throws in all kinds of stuff. There's like, I don't even know what instrument it is. Like down, 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 down. She just throws it in at one point. It sounds like a guitar. Oh, um, that that sounds to it's very plucky. Uh-huh. So I see why you think it's a guitar, but I think it's like a digital harpsichord. <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely. Both very plucky instruments. Yeah, like, it serves the point. I mean, she just throws all kinds of stuff in there. You, it's, I mean, really wide range of instrumentation. Yeah. I mean, Tons she uses, um, my understanding is that she uses custom made music boxes for some of them. What does that mean? <laughs> like, like a music box where you like wind it up and it plays like, you know what I mean? Oh, that, that's she, what Frosty sounds like. I'm pretty sure Frosty is, I thought Frosty was Gamelon, like, which is like a Southeast Asian, like, like massive xylophone type instrument. It does have a. We'll get to that. We'll get. To we'll that. get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but back to it's not up to you. And then it kind of a. Uh, it kind of breaks down after it builds up, and you're just left with the chorus, right? Mm-hmm. Saying it's not up to you, like you know, in the background. And then it has like this, like this kind of this Oriental sounding instrument with with this outro, and mm-hmm. some like low fidelity sounding lyrics from Bjork. With this Oriental Japanese kind of sounding instrument, mm-hmm. just a cool way to end the song instead of doing it just to fade out with the chorus. Absolutely, yeah, she's she's good about that for sure. And that Oriental sound kind of reminds me of uh, the sounds on Pagan Poetry, but we'll get to mm-hmm. that one. Okay, after Undo, which is the next track. Yeah, Undo. Um, so the chorus on this one, this is just like a little aside. The chorus on this one, it's not meant to be a strife. It's not meant to be a struggle uphill. Um, Ooh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so that is, like, I don't know if interpolated is the right word, but it's it's utilized um, in a Mount Erie song. Yeah, um, yeah you sent that to me. Um, called A Voice in Headphones, um, which is really cool. I love that song. Like a pseudo cover. Yeah, like, yeah, kind of a pseudo cover. It's not. Th- those, those lyrics are used in addition to... Like as a part of a new song and the melodies maintained on the Bjork part, um, which is like the song um, that Mount Erie album is recorded like entirely in a small cabin with like two collaborators. Like there's like very little production. It's just like a mic, like people playing, people playing guitar. Sure. Um, it's a, it's a it's a really cool sound. Very very different from this. A lot more like sparse. Yeah. So go um, check that out if y'all enjoy this song. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else to say about the song? Yet? Oh, I, I love how it builds. To me, like just another connection. It reminds me we discussed like that like expanding, contracting of like some Animal Collective songs. 
that they do, especially on Meriwether Post Pavilion. To me, this kind of reminds me of that, how you have like the like the keyboard or like electronic bass or whatever it is as kind of the backbone. And then it kind of like adds more strings and elements. And then it all kind of like explodes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then you're left at that one point with just the chorus of like just the choir singing, it's not up to you. Mm-hmm. And then Bjork kind of keeps going from there. Like it's like two thirds of the way through the song. Uh, I thought we were talking about Undo. Am I thinking of the wrong song? Uh, oh no, it's not, not up to you. you. Yeah, that, oh, it, the it, the chorus of Undo. It's not meant to be a, a strife. It's not meant to be a struggle uphill. That's what I was thinking. Dude, of. but they they both kind of do that where they build up and then you're just left with like the oh chorus. yeah the outro of it's not up to you that does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this one comes like way earlier and she kind of mm-hmm. feels like the song is kind of shifting, like it builds up and kind of crescendos and like kind of falls back down really slowly. Sure, I love that feel. Right. And like when that's happening, when the chorus comes in, it, it almost sounds kind of holy with that chorus. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's just kind of godly sounding. Absolutely. Really like it. And then what do you think of this outro? It kind of it plays like some plucky sounding instrument, kind of sounds guitarish, and mm. then it's playing like, you know, riff over and over again or something, and then it decreases in audio quality. Mm, and then mm-hmm. it gets like to the point where it's just like you can't tell any idea what instrument it is. It just sounds really fuzzy and in indistinguishable. Yeah. I really like that. It's just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that leads you right into pagan poetry. Yeah, pagan poetry is like that is a really like dark feel. Like it's, it has like a very ominous sound to it. I think. Right, and it's very intense. Like the like the vocal performance. Yeah, it's Bjork, very serious. Yeah, Bjork's like singing her heart out on this one. This is probably, I don't know, maybe the best vocal performance. I mean, Cocoon is like very different, but also really impressive. And this one's, like, she's doing the exact opposite. It right. does it in a very impressive way. Right. Yeah, I feel like you can make a case for any of these songs, honestly. But yeah. No, this, love, this vocal performance is great. She I really gets the, growly sounds Yeah, on it. she has, like, her own, like you said, the vocal layering. She has her own, she's singing something else in, like, a really, like, like almost a chant that's kind of, like, used as, like, a backing vocal. Right. Um, Underneath the song. And which I think is really cool. Nice. Dude, like, with this song, it starts off with, like, a harp-sounding kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of oriental. Like, I'm not sure what it is. And then the synth bass, when it comes in, it's very aggressive. It's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 sounds, it almost sounds like an 808 or something, dude. It's just super aggressive on this song. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe some mallet stuff in here. Is that Some of the backing instruments remind me of, like, the sounds on Frosty. Like, even, like, some of the notes they're playing yeah, sound yeah. similar to the phrasing. Or, like, some of the phrases on there. Yeah, on to Frosty. I did a quick Google, and that was a music box. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm telling you, bro. I yeah. got the ear, yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't remember who told me that was a game. <laughs> but they lied. That, that, yeah, they lied. That stu- that's, that stuck with me for, like, years. I just always thought that. But, yeah. That's a cool one. Look, look on YouTube. G-A-M-E-L-A-N. At some point audience like it's, it's a i thought cool you're inst- telling me to do it right oh, now yeah, it's, like, a, okay. it's a cool instrument to watch we did that in like ap human geo we looked at a little bit of that just to like <laughs> like look at different like different like local variations of instrumentation which is which was cool very cool anyway yeah so maybe there is some music boxes on pagan poetry too in the background. perhaps yeah i think a lot of the ones where it sounds like kind of sounds like like chimes almost yeah yeah there, there's a recurring chimey instrument throughout mm-hmm. this, that, this I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is which yeah. is really cool Pagan poetry is just that, or not pagan poetry, I'm sorry. Frosty is just that on its own, mm-hmm. which is a nice little interlude. It's really short. Right. 
Yeah, you know, just a little break from these because these songs are a little bit longer. I'd say, yeah, I mean, usually five minutes about. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have like a minute thirty second little yeah. ditty. And Frosty, I mean, obviously the name, I mean Frost, but just the sound and the cover, which is like all white basically, um, really contributes wintry. Like, yeah, very wintry feel. That I don't know if it's just like sensory association, but for me, kind of carries over to the rest of the album as well. <laughs> Right. I, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Sure. Wintery feel. I could definitely see that for some of the yeah. tracks. Especially, like, we talked about, like, the kind of alien sound earlier. Like, you could definitely describe okay. that as kind of cold. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bjork. Bjork. <laughs> Bjork. Um, you ready to move on to Aurora? Yeah, man. So, Aurora, I, get, I don't know if that's technically the second side, but you can kind of split the album into pre-frosty and post-frosty you know i i'd say like but frosty kind of leads into aurora so oh true yeah it does bleed over so maybe i don't know maybe frosty is part of the second side i'm not really sure are there sides to this album or is it too new isn't it it might be yeah i don't know i mean i'm sure it's available on vinyl yeah definitely find out yeah i've seen it in iceland on vinyl yeah I, i would have to imagine frosty's either the end of the first side or the beginning of the second yeah i'd wonder how that plays out with like the fade out true anyway anyway not important uh, so aurora what do you like about this track man i love um i just love that chorus like it just sounds so so sweet goddess sparkle uh, it's just like yeah they just keep going up and up in right. the notes it just sounds really pretty i mean like overall post frosty the music is still beautiful, um, but maybe slightly less interesting in the second half. I love um, I love the closer, and I like Aurora a lot, but it it maybe slows up a tad for me. Um, I think I disagree. I think like my favorite song on the whole album is probably Heirloom, which is on the second okay side. And I think uh, an Echo, a, a Stain, is one of the better songs on the album. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I'd argue that one's like. Sounds the least like any of the other ones. Okay, yeah. But, I don't know, it's just up to opinion. But it, it is a, it is a you know, like, fi- almost 55-minute album. Yeah. So, and it, it is, like, similar instrumentation, so it, it can't be a little bit of an ear sore for... I would not recommend this for your first Bjork album. Probably honestly. fair. But I get where you're coming from. Yeah. You got anything else on Aurora? Yeah, I mean, I really like the... Uh, the bass part on Aurora, like it's hmm. it's a synth bass. It really sticks out to me. And like um, there, there's one break in the chorus where it's just like she says Aurora, and there's this little instrumentation, and then there's like a oh. crazy bass fill. It's like dude, there's got to be music box. Like you saying that, like Aurora, and it's like the little twinkle. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? There's mm-hmm. got to be music box on this one, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really like the the harp riff on this. There's tons of harp all over this album. But this one catches my ear a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm really listening for it for it throughout the song. Yeah, great track. Yeah, very very complex instrumentation. Yeah. Very cool. I, I, I mean, like the thing that just sticks out to me is just how you can't tell which ones are digital and which ones aren't. Like that just yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it just it just blends so well together. It's impressive. All right, next track. Uh, which track is this? An echo, a stain. Lead us off on that one. Sure. Um. So it starts off with this really kind of demonic sounding stuff, and I, I'm pretty sure it's an audio clip of somebody talking, but it's reversed and sped up and has tons of mm. effects on it, and it kind of is just in the background of the whole track. 
and, it, and it's kind of this song in particular it's a lot more anxiety inducing for me it kind of is like it has a yeah. demonic wow wow it's like it has more distortion super unstable bit. like wobbly sounds and stuff like that it has like an ominous like chorus doing like droney like, uh, stuff yeah it's, yeah exactly it produces more like a droney sound than it does like a like big uplifting sound like it does in right. most places on the rest of the album you're right and, and even the lyrics are kind of a little yeah. darker like i'm sorry you saw that yeah the lyrics apparently are based on a one-act play called crave by sarah by sarah kane which is interesting explores themes of pain and love <clears throat> i'm obviously not familiar with one act obviously not a one act play expert so i'm not familiar with that right but that's interesting so yeah that, that definitely and it sounds like that's a pretty dark dark play which like you said plays into the darker sound and kind of slightly darker lyrics on it right like i don't maybe they're talking about somebody like a guy cheating on somebody like i'm sorry you saw that i'm sorry he did that mm-hmm. you know who knows what that means but like speaking of that line like that i'm sorry you saw that it seems like a really low-key kind of hushed song and then when she says that i'm sorry you saw that oh yeah there's just tons of energy like the whole song picks yeah, like, up it, like lurches forward right and it's almost like it's just a changing instrument too but the vocals just tons of energy right at that point mm-hmm. her delivery on that line is so impressive that's a standout on that song for me right and another like amazing vocal part <laughs> like is when she says i can't say no to you also very dark lyrics but then it, it repeats it back, but the second time it's like distorted and it sounds evil. Mm. It says like I can't say no to you, and it's like ah, it's all like yeah. fading in and out. It's just mm-hmm. a very hectic song for me. Absolutely. Um, an echo stands followed by "Sun in My Mouth." Sun in my mouth. This is um this is the one that's the lyrics are adapted from an E.E. E. Cummings poem called "I Will Wait Out." How do you know all this? <laughs> I don't know. A little bit of research. So not, I believe, not entirely original lyrics by Bjork. Okay. Um, I, I like this. I think it's like a real pretty song to follow that, like, release yeah. from the tension from the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's definitely, it's a shorter one, so it's nice to have a little bit of breathing room. And, and you know, like this, like some of the other ones, it just kind of has a, uh, I think it's chorusless. And it yeah. kind of builds up and it has a, a big climax that's very brief, and then it kind of decompresses with the strings and stuff yeah. following that. That is kind of interesting. How Bjork, um, I mean, just for lack of better, lack of a better term, better genre. I mean, often gets called like art pop, art pop, electronic, yeah, even house. Um, I've heard for debut. Yeah, um, which kind of, I mean, just for being called being put in pop genres doesn't really fit pop conventions all that often, mm. like in in song structure. And like you said, a lot of like no, like a lot of chorusless right songs. Like we were talking about on Undo, how it's doesn't really follow like a verse chorus thing, but it kind of like builds and builds and expands, and exactly. then kind of like falls back up, like falls back slowly. Right, and, and I think like this album is a little harder to listen to than some of Bjork's other albums because of that. Fair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it's not as like easy to follow i guess because it's not just sure. like like post where it's very poppy with the chorus mm-hmm. structures and verse you know? yeah yeah um i like sign in my mouth i, I like the uh yeah, I, exactly it's solid i like the lyrics i like but the harp i like the string swells I, I the bass sound on this is super cool it sounds like a uh, 
like the sound when you plug in a guitar jack, like that hmm. that that moment of buzz before you hear it click in, like the like before the click yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It almost sounds like the bass is just somebody going like like half plugging in the <laughs> yeah. guitar. Like I can't explain it, but that's just how it kind of sounds to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. It's followed by Heirloom, which you said you really liked. Oh, this is probably my favorite on the uh, the album. Um, that and Cocoon probably. I I just find these lyrics like along with Cocoon to be like incredibly like moving i guess yeah describing a dream i have a recurrent dream right boom, 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 boom. i think it like perfectly captures the atmosphere of having a dream Do you yeah know like, I mean? like yeah. the instrumental it just is dreamlike like otherworldly yeah i love the little like like low-end keyboards that play like i have a recurrent dream boom, boom, boom. it like follows the little melody dude the, the bass in this part is like crazy when she's like uh, getting to the choruses, like if you listen to the bass, it's just like jumping octaves like crazy. It's like, mm, 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 mm. like that's yeah, what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. It's just jumping in between octaves all during the chorus, and it just sounds awesome. Yeah, and back to the, like back to the lyrics, mm-hmm. like you said, like I have a recurrent dream every time I feel a hoarseness. I swallow warm glowing lights. My mother and son baked for me. Like it's just like that's a dream. Like it sounds about right. Right. <laughs> that's and, a that's a really good use of the imagery. Right. And it, that, that sounds like something that would happen in your dream, right? It's just yeah, like exactly. it, like you know, we do a little trapeze walk, mm-hmm. you know. And and I, I feel like she's interpreting her dream as like being representative of her like affection for her family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just find it really powerful. I don't know. I can't explain it. I just really like this song. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely one of the highlights for me as well. And um I enjoy the lyrics a lot. And throughout the song, there's like I I know I don't know how to, else to explain it other than like it sounds like valves letting out bits of air, hmm. like there's sudden interjections where it's like like that, and yeah. it's just throughout the song it, it just it creates such a weird textural element, and and this song for me is definitely like the most electronic on the album. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, there's not a single bit of live instrumentation in this yeah. one. I think saw in my mouth with the uh, that like menacing little. Like like wobbly bass or whatever it was mm-hmm. that has a very electronic feel to it as well, right? But I mean, you know, of course that song has strings and harp. Yeah, yeah. But this is just completely electronic to me. Or, no, not some of My apologies. An echo of stain. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're of. talking about. Yeah. The uh, the distorted like clip that leads it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is one of my favorite songs off the album. Mm-hmm. It's a little repetitive, but I think it just creates a really great atmosphere. Yeah. So follow that. Following that is Harm of Will, which is my least favorite. I don't have, I mean, again, none of these are bad, which we say, I say that all the time <laughs> about my least favorite tracks on albums on this podcast, but it's not a bad song. It's just really pretty in a way I don't find particularly interesting, but does not detract from the album at all to me. Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe I'm better fit to talk about it since I'm like a Bjork stan. Sure. I really like this song. Um, I, I appreciate like the glitchy breathing kind of bits at the beginning see that to me is a little overboard you don't like it 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 kind of, it kind of goes right over the line where i'm like all right that's a little annoying <laughs> gotcha yeah it, it is very like calm like just strings in bjork at the beginning and there's like these kind of like i, I can't explain it like clipping breath <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like a breath not breathing out but like a breath in in reverse <laughs> I think what sense. Bjork is doing is like whenever she goes to take a breath, what she will audibly do when she's singing a lot, uh, she's just like I feel like she's just like playing that sound like over and over again like three times where it's like 
like something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a DJ tag or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, fair. Um, but yeah, continue. I, I like this. Song. I mean, and I like the the swell on the line on top of the family tree. It just has like a crescendo, decrescendo, and then later it it says it does like a similar kind of build, but it just keeps on going. Like with her on her knee, it just keeps on going and going and going. And finally, it returns to like a low key state with lots of strings. Really, you can really hear the upright bass like bowing in this song, which I like. Um, yeah, something I forgot to mention: a couple of the songs have upright bass. If you listen, hmm. which is crazy, I, like I never would have thought. But yeah, I mean, it's especially because like, she literally made a trip hop album before this. Like Homogenic has a lot of trip hop elements. Like it's it's mostly electronic. Right. It's, it's just it's really cool to see her. Like go so far in that style, like not like not even just to abandon the electronics completely, but to incorporate them with all these natural instruments is like acoustic instruments is really cool. Right, it's awesome. Um, that's all I gotta say for that song. Though. <laughs> yeah, the closer. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of a yeah, yeah. By the end of the by this point, you're kind of like ready for the closer. Absolutely, and the clo- yeah the closer does not disappoint on that anticipation. I love unison. You do? I do. Talk about it. So, it, it actually is a is a sample based song. We were talking about that loop um a little earlier in the hidden place, but this is a sample from Arrow Deck by Oval. Don't know anything about Oval. Yeah, don't know who that is. Um, what that is? But yeah, it has like like almost kind of a dancey feel. It's a little more upbeat. The instrument, the percussion is a little more natural, I guess, a little more traditional. Um, like. Yeah, I don't know. I just love how it builds. Those cor- the melody on that chorus. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah. The, that melody is so satisfying, and it builds up so well. And like when she like really hits that groove in those choruses, like I just want to dance, man. Just that sample with all those strings just sounds uh, amazing. In the chorus, do you mean like I never thought I'd compromise, like that line? Oh, like like right after. Where it's like let let's unite to mm-hmm. unite. Maybe maybe I'm, maybe that's the pre-chorus then. The yeah yeah yeah. I like that part though, and she's like, I never yeah. thought I would compromise. Like compromise. Yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it, cool. it's so long. Like she gets like really getting her groove on this one, and that sample is just I really enjoy that sample. Dude, yeah. It sounds like it's like a like a like kind of like a plotting piano almost, but it has like a nice electronic sound to it. Definitely. I love like the uh, it's kind of like a shimmering lead in this one. Like if you listen, there's some like it almost sounds like crystally kind of mm-hmm. notes ringing out like throughout the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the super long closer is a uh, like practice like tale as old as time. Like right. having make having the your, longest song the closer. <laughs> yeah, and I don't always love it, but it I love it here. Really, sure, really ends on a high note for me. Right, I, I I might be thinking of the wrong song. Is this the one where? Her voice kind of like cracks it, and then she goes like, ah, like when she's saying, "No, maybe I'm thinking of undo." <laughs> oh. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm pretty sure it just uh, like fades out. This song doesn't it to close the album? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. How I feel about this one as a closer, honestly. Yeah, but well, you really I enjoy it. it. It's the if you, if you subscribe to the longest song is closer tradition, it works pretty well. <laughs> right. Yeah, but as I say that, I don't know what song to replace it with. I, I You know, honestly, maybe this wasn't my most fam- favorite song. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 
that this it's not up to you and hidden place are probably my my favorite set okay i'd say i love heirloom and undo as well those are those are my favorite favorites and the rest of it's very good yeah heirloom is probably my favorite that or cocoon are probably tied for my favorite hidden place is great it's not up to you i mean i don't know man i love this album so <laughs> yeah i do i really do too yeah. it's not up to you might be my favorite bjork song like if i had to pick one shoot yeah I can see that. Mine, ten out of ten, is "Unravel." Homogenic. Mm, yeah, that's like that's like one of my favorite songs ever. I love. I really like "Hunter" off of Homogenic. The intro. Let's. Uh, we've gotten through all the tracks now. Is, yeah, this your, so, is this your favorite Bjork album? Yeah, let's get to that. Um, I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> I think honestly, for me, Homogenic, Vespertine, and Medulla are like my three favorite okay and just depending on which one. I mean, people medulla is kind of underrated hmm. i think it i don't think i've ever listened to medulla exactly um and and that album she's like recreating sounds but with her voice i can't explain it like every wow. like the oh, theme yeah. in that is just like using the human voice and, and at times it's corny and it, it doesn't work and the idea is not coming across but she like sticks to it and i think like some of the songs are incredibly creative hmm. but that album, like Vespertine and Homogenic, to me, kind of have that otherworldliness and that yeah. like thematic element where you're just like in Bjork's world for that album. Yeah, post, maybe not quite as much. Yeah, you know, post people saying like it's a contender for best or second best Bjork album. Um, I'd say it's probably my fourth. I think it's definitely the best Bjork album to listen to first. Yeah. The way I put it. Definitely, definitely her biggest hits. We're from Post. Definitely. If you want to get somebody into Bjork, you should show them Post, which yeah. is a little bit more poppy than some of the other stuff, yeah. maybe. I like Post a lot. And I, I like um, I like Homogenic a lot. I'd say I like this one a little more than both of them. I just love the feel. The overall sound is just really appealing to me. Yeah, definitely. That mix. Right, yeah. Th- th- this one it has definitely, I think, has the most consistent, like, thematic type vibe to it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Debut? You like Debut? I like Debut all right. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say like debut has some of Bjork's best songs on it, but it's not close to her best album. Yeah, I thought I remember it's been a really long time since I listened to it, but I remember thinking that one like really tailed off towards the end. Yeah, like, exactly. Kind of there's, front-loaded. there's plenty of throwaways on it, but yeah. like you know, Venus as a boy is like definitely mm-hmm. one of Bjork's best songs. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, what's the other song off that album that's great? <laughs> the real famous one. I think it's like the first track. Yeah, I don't remember the names. Yeah, it's been a while since I was in that. I can check really quick. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I mean, just enormous storied career. Uh, human Behavior? Human Behavior, yeah. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. Huge storied career for Bjork. For us, this is the high point, but, I mean, she's still going today. Right. Um, yeah, and I'd say some of her albums are worth checking out after Medulla, actually. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't venture after Vespertine, but... Definitely worth worth checking out if you're if you like this album. So, yeah. All right. I think that's it for me. You got anything else? I don't think I do. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out.